This podcast is sponsored by Bishop F.L. Williams Senior Ministries. Welcome to How We Got Here, where Bishop F.L. Williams Senior dives deep into the challenges and vicissitudes of life and reminds listeners of their God-given rights to live the abundant life. Join the conversation with your host, Bishop Williams, as he coaches listeners to reign, rule, and dominate. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. <clears throat> Welcome to How We Got Here. I'm F.L. Williams coming to you right here now tonight at the recording studios at Tabernacle Praise Church at 850 Woodward Avenue in Sturrock, Selma, Alabama. As I come to you every Monday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time to try to give you my perspective of what, how we got to this point, how we got here. The whole title of this uh, the, uh, this, this uh, 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 session or, or this time is how we got here. How do we get to this point? How do we get to where we are today? Uh, how do we get to... Uh, the condition we're in today. And I want to share with you uh, what I believe that was dropped into my spirit to share with you on tonight. So if you don't mind, please, bam, please, sir, hit that share button. Now let's share this tonight. I believe this is worth sharing. I want to talk about how we got to this point. There are three things I want to talk about tonight that, that can sum it up. That's about summing it all up. It's how you get to in where you are, how we get to where we are, how the nation, how the community get to where, because it starts in the community. It doesn't start in 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 in, uh, in the nation capital in terms of what goes on in America. It starts in the local community, in that home, in that in that in that family. That's where it all all begins. And so we're gonna talk about today how we got to this point, uh, how we got to where we are today. I want to thank you to, for again for those. Uh, on behalf of all of us here in Selma, we want to thank everybody for the support you've been given. It's been tremendous support coming from all walks of life, from all nationalities, you know, all uh, uh, everything about us. Uh, it's, it's just been a one big uh, movement uh, that has taken place to restore our city back. And yet we believe we're not only going to be restored, we're going to be restored better. Bigger, better, bigger and better, restoring bigger and better. I believe that. So help us if there's an opportunity to, to give to worthy causes within our city, do it. Because the, this this was devastation that you wouldn't believe that took place within our city back on uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, almost almost two weeks ago on that Thursday that that tornado came down and touched down in, in West and East Selma and it did a devastatingly uh, 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 destruction to our uh, uh, family, community. So we want to pray for those families. If you have the, the Lord move your heart to share, share and sow, please, man, please do. Find out how ways you can give to the community that we can help us build back and build back better. Not just build back, but build, build it back better. We just say that what the enemy meant for evil. Let's say that what the enemy meant for evil, what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it to our Oh, good. All right. Acts chapter 17. You know, we get each broadcast with that. Acts chapter 17, verse 26 reads as following. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the time before appointed and the bounds of the habitation. I'll read again. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth and hath determined before the time before appointed and the bounds of the habitation. God determined when you would get here. God determined where you would where you would eventually be. And he and he make all those things work towards his plan. So say this with me. God is working everything in my life toward his plan for me. 
Say it again. God is working everything in my life toward his plans he has for me. So everything God has planned for you, he makes it work toward the plan, he, be it good or bad. He makes it work together toward the plan he has for your life. That's why all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and all be called according to his purpose. So God knew when, that Acts chapter 17, verse 26, uh, bears it out. For one blood, all nations of men, for the dwellings of the face of the earth, and had determined the time of appointment. He had, he had determined the time of appointment, the bounds of the habitation. God knew where you would be, when you would get here. All those things. So everything in your life, if you don't take nothing else from this tonight, everything in your life, as a born-again believer now, God is making it work toward his plan for your life. God is making it work toward his plan for your life. Ooh, y'all, I, I, I don't want to preach, but I, that'll preach, man. Lady, it'll, it'll preach. God's making all things work together towards his plan in your life as a born-again believer. Okay, so whether whether it's good or bad, God then makes it work towards his plan, not your plan, toward his plan for your life, towards his plan for your life. Amen. But how do we get to this point, Bishop, with so much chaos and division and strife and discord? Lack of progress. I mean, like this generation is going to live worse than the generation before it. And every generation should catapult the next one towards this destiny. And so instead of, instead of getting better, like ours, this next generation or current generation or behind us or behind the generation are going to live worse off than ones before. And that should, never should be the case. But how did we get here? You got to remember. got to The Bible tells us now. And all we got to go is the Word of God, right? That's what we go in the Word of God. The Word of God says... I wish above all things. Listen to what he said now. That thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. That's his wish for us. His will, I should say. And then he tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to get you to expect it in. So I declare your end from the beginning. All these things God has already put in place. That's why I said earlier, as a born-again believer, you can rest assured that God is making everything work toward his plan for your life. Yes, the fulfillment of it. Even the failures you do, he's going to turn that thing around and make it work together to point you toward his plan. He's going to do that. Only God can do it for us. It's in him we live and we move and we have our very being. But how do we get here tonight? I want you to think. When I tell you go back in times past, we're talking about now. Three things I want you to keep in mind tonight. Respect, humility, and charity or love. I'm going to say it again. Respect, humility, and love. Those items go either, the, 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 the presence of them will move us forward. The absence of them will destroy people. I'm going to say it again. The presence of these three, respect, humility, and charity, love, will propel us toward success as a people. Not just individually, I'm talking about as a group. It will. But the lack of these three, respect, humility, and charity, will destroy us eventually. Oh, my. Oh, my. I, I feel this. I feel this tonight. I feel this in my soul tonight. 
I didn't. I, 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 he gave me these three. I believe. It is my belief that the Holy Spirit gave me these to talk about tonight. How do we get to this point that we we are so disrespectful, that we are so proud and arrogant, that we don't walk in divine love, and we say that we are born-again believers? I think the scripture said in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, new, new creation. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. That is what the word tells us. But how do we get to the point where we don't have respect? We don't have the humility. We don't have the charity. Now listen to what he said. See, respect comes to, first of all, if you don't have, there's two kinds of respect we need to talk about. Self-respect and then respect for others. But you will not have respect for others if you're, because you, you treat others, with, listen to me, we treat other folks like we treat ourselves. If, if, we, if we treat ourselves without respect, how we do it, don't take care of ourselves, don't get the right proper nourishment of sleep, sleep, or we don't exercise, take care of our bodies, then how can you do that for someone else? So I, got to, I have to respect me in order to have respect for you. Yes, yes, yes. And so we get to this point, well, back in the days, man, you had respect for people. It was just a given. You, you respected people's space. You respected people's privacy. You respected people's property. You respected people's wishes. You, we did. And, and, and look at what we, look, look how we got here. But now as if we are stalling and look as if we are, are treading, are just on a treadmill, or on the spindle, we're making steps, but we're not going anywhere. And so, so when, when there's a lack of, of, of both the respect for yourself and respect for others, when that is lacking, it holds us in a pattern where we do not, the insensitivity comes when there's not respect. The reason why there's so much insensitivity of people, there's, there's so much, uh, we're so callous toward other people, we have no empathy toward people, is because of the respect, where our respect comes from. This is how we got to this point. We start respecting other people. But that comes from how we treat ourselves. Are you good to yourself? Are you good to yourself? That's, that's, am I good to myself? I mean, do I, keep, do I keep my body physically fit? Do I keep my body spiritually fit? Come on. Do I keep myself financially fit? Spiritually? Come on, physically or emotionally? Financially, nothing wrong with those things. I wish, 3 John 2, this is what he says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper, right? So I have to respect the word. I have to respect what he said about me, over me, to me, in order to respect you. You don't, you don't know how people respect you. Look how they respect themselves. Look how they respect themselves. If they don't respect other people, excuse me, they don't respect you, themselves, they're not going to have to respect for you. And so I have to have self-respect and I have to have respect for others. This is how we get to the point of not uh, regarding other people's feelings or emotions because we, we what, 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 did, what did the Lord tell us to do? And Michael, he said this, what, and he has shown the old man and what does God require of thee but to do justly? Love mercy and walk humbly with thy God. That's you, you, from that you can see. If I don't respect that, then I cannot implement that. 
And that's how we get to the point where we uh, at each other. We're so uh, 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 divided and, and we can be so cool and cold to people, not respecting the feelings and emotions of other people. If you don't respect that self-respect, has to be there first. That then leads itself to respect for other people. I'm telling you, that's how we get. To, that's how we got to this point. I mean, when you res- if you don't respect nobody, you're not gonna treat them right. You're not gonna treat somebody right you don't have no respect for. You don't respect. You don't respect what you have. Then why should I spend give you something else? I have self-respect first before I can say you don't respect him. No, I can't respect. If I don't, ref- I don't respect me. Then you didn't even should, you shouldn't even ask me to respect nobody else. Because I can't do it. It's only how I've, the America, we don't treat each other. If you're Democrat, you're wrong. If you're Republican, you're right. If you're independent, you're this. If you're liberal, you're that. If you're conservative, you're that. So if, you were, if you're Republican, you're that. You're Democrat, you're that. All these things we do, we don't respect people. There's no way we treat each other the way we do if we respect them. No way. There's no way we would respect other people. We do the things that we, uh, if if we would do things we do today, if we res- if we walked in respect. How you treat people, how you do people, come from whether you whether you respect them or not. I I, I can't I can't be uh, disrespecting other people and really have true self respect because it's gonna show in my dealing with you. It's gonna show. Look at how look at our children. I mean, just walking around here listening to music. Not 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 this not this this the, the, the instruments the words of the music I should say, listen to the words to the songs what they're saying, peel back the music listen to the words it's not the music that's, that 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 causes folk to go into error they, music is not sinful, nor is it spiritual music is not it is the words behind it, it is the it is the it is the the lyrics that make something uh, destructive. Listen, what, so how can they have respect for women when they're being degraded in the music or in the words? How can they have di- a, a respect for parents when they tell you be your old man or your old woman? And so then, and then how can you have respect for, 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 for your community when it, it tells you a thing about you, you don't, you, there's nothing good in the community or this or that? Because it starts with self-respect first. Then, then it goes to respect for the people. And when I do that, now listen, when I do that, when I, when I have respect for me, I can respect you. But Lord knows I'm not going to respect you if I don't have no respect for myself. And look at our neighborhoods. You don't respect your neighborhood. Why do you expect somebody else to? If you can ride down streets and you see people uh, uh, just have thrown away towels, and all kinds of paper, I mean, paper towels, tissue, napkins, uh, even, even throw away uh, uh, the, the cans that they're drinking out of, all those stuff, the paper everywhere, then why should I respect you? Your neighborhood, if you don't respect it, it begins that that first. So we 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 teach this. So what do we do? We got to teach it to our young children early. Respect yourself. Respect others. My mother. I told you, my mom had a say. I never get this as long as I live. I heard her tell me this: You are never better than anyone else, but yet nobody ever is better than you are. If you're never better than anyone else, but no one ever is better than you are, kept us, and that thing stays in my mind. It's not, listen, it's not hard to treat people right. It's not. Uh, but no, no, no. That's a, that's a decision you make. It's a choice. It's a choice. Respect yourself. Leave respect to others.
But we've gotten away from it, man. We've gotten away from it. We've, we've become so individualized and individualistic in what we say and do. Me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I. I got to get yours. I got to get yours. No, 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 no. No, not, that's not what it is. <laughs> what good is you to love those who just love you? He said, you just, these are the Gentiles do that. The publicans do that. But do good, do, do good in all men, especially to those who are the household of faith. Number two, how we got to this point, how you and I got here, where you are today. I promise you. See, you, the gifting you have, the gifting you have, I think I told someone this other day, the gifting you have will get you the recognition. The gifting you have will get you the recognition. But the, I, I, you, one can say it is the humility that promotes you. Right now, humility is just you not thinking too highly of yourself in no situation. That's a simple, that's a poor man definition. It's not a thing more than you are, not thinking of yourself more than you are. But he said this about humility. This is what the word said. Now, this is what, as believers, now, as believers, he said this if you humble yourself, don't take the high seat first. If you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. But if you exalt yourself, you'll be humbled. And look how proud, and the word tells us that a pride comes before destruction. Pride comes before destruction, and a haughty spirit, uppity, uppity, proud, and a, up, and a, and a, and a um, it's from God, God chasing those that he loves. But pride comes before destruction, and, uh, and an uppity spirit, I should say. Pride comes with trust and a haughty spirit before a fall. Humble yourself on the mighty hand of God, the Bible says, and he will insult you. In due time, he will insult you. But man, we're so proud now. Man, I got mine. Look what I'm driving. Look what I'm, ro look what I'm rolling with, man. Look who I'm rolling with. Look what I have. Look what I, 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 I. The middle eye in pride is I. The middle letter in pride, P-R-I-D-E, right in the middle of pride is I. Wow. And so so we, we've, gotten, we've gotten so looked down our nose at people, forgetting where we came from. Let's teach our children, young adults, young children, let's teach them at an early age that if you humble yourself, God said he would exalt you. Listen to what he said. If you will humble yourself, he will exalt you. But if you exalt yourself, self-exhortation, or, 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 or if I raise myself up, then able one place for me to do, and that's come down. I don't know who this is for. But God needs humble people. Hi there. Because humble people are promotable people. And you want to know how we got to this point? Look at look at the arrogance that we walk in. The prideful. God hates a proud look. He hates it in Proverbs. He said, I hate a proud look. Pride is self-exaltation. Or you exalting yourself. That's what pride is. You just exalting yourself. And when we do that, God brings us. God humbles us. And, and so, so look, look around us. Our children talk back. 
Young kids talk back to teachers. You know, when we, was, when we was young, you can talk back to teachers. Don't tell me that's old school. No, that's right school. You didn't talk back to teachers. And the principal, you didn't even think about talking back. Fighting a teacher or a principal? Are you kidding? But now it's common. You saw the other day for a six-year-old child. That's a child. You, how you going to punish a child for what he did? Punish him. But what, what, he's in custody. In custody to where and what? He's six years old. Brought a gun to school. Shot a teacher. Could have been catastrophe in that classroom. Shot a teacher. That wasn't, it wasn't accidental. It was intentional on purpose. Six years old. Six. And just the other day, there's a four-year-old. I don't know if you saw the news. There's a four-year-old in, uh, I think it was in, in, hobby, in the hallway of the building. Had a gun. Even pointed at one of the ladies. Somebody videoed it. But four-year-old with a gun? Pull the trigger, but just wouldn't fire it. Think about that. How do we get here? The pride is what we have, what I've done, what I'm doing, what we forget about where we came from. That you, you, we, 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 some of us weren't born wealthy, some of us weren't born uh, middle class. Middle class, we, we struggle, our parents struggle to get us somewhere. So how can, how can we exalt ourselves when we know you didn't do it? It's in Him you live, it's in Him you move, it's in Him you have your very being. But he promised you, he said, brother, sister, mom, dad, husband, wife, son, daughter, uncle, aunt, niece, nephew, cousin, them, friends. If you humble yourself, don't think more highly of yourself than you should. The word says he will exalt you. My goodness, think about it. And, and we've got to this point where we, we are self-promoters. We accept what we want. We accept promote. We 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 accept promote. They won't know why God is not pleased. You got to teach out children. Four years old with a gun in the lobby, walking around the stairway, pointing at people. Six year old carrying a gun to school, not just carrying, but shot. A teacher at six years old. That's first grade. How do you get a gun at at, at first grade and, and got enough to point it towards somebody and pull the trigger at six? We've got to stop how to be, we've got uh, to teach how to be humble. If I humble myself, he will exalt me. But I exalt myself, he will humble me. If I make myself high and mighty, high and lifted, he will humble me. And it's, God, and then by, by the way, please ma'am, please sir, remember this. If God has to humble you, it is not to hurt you, it is not to destroy you, it is to save you. What do you mean? Remember now, the Bible says a Pride come before destruction, right? Before you get destroyed. And a halted spirit before fall. So instead of you being destroyed or falling, God will humble you. <laughs> so that pride won't kill you or destroy you. We walk in the humility, man. That's what we don't have today. You, you, you better not say anything to some of the children we come in contact with. They'll be ready to fight you. Where's the humility that we teach it from them again and tell our children, nothing wrong with humbling yourself on the hand of God. For if I humble myself, he will exalt me. If I humble myself, he has promised to exalt me. That's what the word says. If you humble yourself, he will exalt you. But if you exalt yourself, he will humble you. And I'd rather for God to exalt me than humble me. Anybody agree? And then, and then, and then, lastly, this one: 
charity. Oh, only hangs everything else. Charity or love, it is the backbone of anything that will last. Because everything else will change but the love of God or oh, love we have each other. You know what the Lord said about love too, the, the charity? He said this. He said, how can you say you love me who you've never seen and not love that one you can see every day or people you know? It's not a matter what they do to you, what they said about you. He said, how can you say you love me whom you have never seen and don't love your brother and sister who you see daily? He said, he said he called them a lie the truth not in them. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Because charity is everything. You don't know how we got to this point today. We just don't love them, man. We, we, we don't care about people anymore. We don't care about our neighborhood. We don't care about folk. And so therefore we get the result of what we have. Remember, he said in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, called the love chapter, do I give my, uh, do, I have, do I have gifts of prophecy? Do I have, do I have ability to speak in tongue? If I give all and have all knowledge, and have not charity, I'm nothing. Charity suffers long and is kind. Charity. Now by this faith, hope, and charity, these three. Now by this faith, hope, and charity, these three. And the greatest of these is charity or love. The greatest quality you can have, not your gift of singing, not your anointing to preach, not your anointing to teach, not your uh, beautiful looks, handsome looks. It is your love for mankind. Period. They can't. They can't make you stop loving. <sighs> they can't make you stop growing in, in, in love of Christ. Can't stop that. But if we have it, what do you say now? It don't profit you to have the gift of tongue. Do I have the gift of speaking in tongue? Let's read that for a moment. Let's let's read this for a minute because charity is the is the, is the final product. Of how we got to this point, it is. It's how we got here. Proverbs chapter, excuse me, First Corinthians chapter thirteen. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. I want to go there with you. All right. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Now watch this. And verse one. First Corinthians thirteen and one. Let me get there. <laughs> look, look at this in verse 1 though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and have and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. You can, you, can, you can have respect for people because it may get you something or you may try to walk in humility. But without charity or love, you're nothing. We are nothing. You want to know why we don't get along? You know, love don't disrespect each other. Love don't let you walk in pride. Love won't let you walk in arrogance. Love won't let you mistreat your family or friends. No. Charity, the greatest of hope, faith, charity. Love and charity is the greatest one. Verse 3, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I have get my body to be burned, and have not charity, it's probably nothing. We can give all we can 
Let's just be here right here in our city. We just giving for giving, giving, but we're doing it for a motive that's not God or not love. It says profit me nothing. The people are blessed by it, but not you. Four, charity suffers long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaulted not itself upon, no, it's not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. It's not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. It rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. This is all love now, charity. It, listen, listen to what it does. I can't stand you. I can't take it no more. Listen to what he said. It beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never fails. But where there be prophecy, they shall fall or fail. Where there be tongue, they shall cease. Where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became mature man, I put away childish things. Now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall I know even as I am known. Finally, verse 13. First Corinthians 13 and 13. Now abideth faith, hope, and charity. These three. Now you know he said without faith is impossible to please God. Right? He said now abideth faith, hope, and charity. These three. But listen at this. But the greatest of these is charity. The foundation of us. How we got to this point, we're not walking in love. He's not going to say you love me who you're not seen, but you hate your brother. That's what he said. How can you say you love me who you've never seen, never touched, never been in physical presence? You love me, he said, but you don't love your brother and sister? He said, no. He said, he called us a liar. You want to know how we got to this point today? With respect out the window. Humility is a, it's a dirty word, and charity doesn't exist. That's the only way we can get to the point where we are now. The only way you get there. The only way we get there, we don't walk in divine love. And Jesus said, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Say it again. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. What do you say about that? You don't know how we got to this point? This is how we got here, saints. <laughs> this is how we got to where we are tonight. This is how we got to the point of how we get to uh, as a nation, as a people, as a community. We stop respecting people. And so we have respect for ourselves. If you don't respect your neighborhood, why you? Why should I have it? And we walk in pride and arrogance. And the middle of in pride is I. Take out I. Come on. You cannot. You cannot be prideful if you get rid of the I and put it to we. Us. Not mine, but ours. And then love. Love does not behave itself in city. Listen to what the New Living Translation says about, about love. Now watch this. And he said this. In verse 4, 1 Corinthians 13 and 4, in the New Living Translation, the NLT said this. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. You know, pride, you can't be all proud. You can't be, you can't be walking in divine 
or the or love of God and walk in pride and arrogance. He said, love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not ir uh, irritable. And listen to what it said here. This is what I'm getting. And it keeps no record of being wronged. You wronged me last year. Love don't keep that record. You loaned me uh, 10 years ago, I gave you. Love forgot about it. That's what he said. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It keeps no record of being wronged. That's the foundation of, of our lives. How we got to this point tonight? We're not walking in respect that God has. We should do for each other. Humility is going out the door. And charity doesn't exist. That's the only way our community can be tore up like they are. That's the only way we can do it. That's the only way it can happen. The only way it can happen. You know, this is it for tonight. I, I, I hope you, you won't know how we got here again. Look at respect we, look at respect we showed each other. And then we don't know why God don't move in our, in our families, our homes, our communities. Churches are, are divided for whatever reason, not respecting each other. And knowing that the enemy is sitting back laughing. Humor, well, hum, humility is not there. We're proud, we're boastful, arrogance. When that's not God. A haughty spirit coming for a fall. Pride coming for destruction. And then that's charity. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. That's how I see we got to the point we are tonight. I pray that one thing was said or, or two that was said that would be a blessing to you. Take time, go back and listen to it. Pull your notes out, write it down. Let's put these things. Let's teach people how important they have respect. Let's teach our young about humility. Let's teach them about charity. My mom, you tell us about charity starts at home and spread abroad, whatever that is. Amen. Hey, God bless you tonight. Thank you so much for being a part of uh, how we got here. You know, I come to you every Monday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time, just sharing with you what I believe is God is pressing to my spirit. So thank you for being a part tonight. We'll be back next Monday night, another word um, on, on how we got here to the point that God is directing us. Thank you so much for being a part of what he is doing in this hour. We know the city has been devastated and rocked, but God is good. He's faithful. He's kind. He's kind. Amen. Have a great rest of the week. We'll be back next Monday night at the same time, Lord's willing, how we got here. Until then, stay safe out there. We hope you are blessed by today's message and will be encouraged to share it with someone you know. To catch all the latest from Bishop Williams, please visit flwilliams.org. That is E-F-F-E-L-L-Williams.org. Thank you for listening. We look forward to you joining us next time.